everybody. Welcome to a special pop-up edition of True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower, and I will be joined by my co-host sister and partner in crime, Katie Weaver, here in just a moment. We are uh, preparing to live stream a hearing uh, that is for Chad Daybell and Lori Vallow. So we're just going to kind of hang here and talk a little bit about what's happening in court today while we wait for court to show up so that we can live stream it to you. So today's hearings uh, for Chad, there it's actually a closed door hearing. So I don't know if we will know at least the outcome possibly. We're not really sure. But Chad is requesting that his... Uh, case be severed from his wife, Lori Vallow's case. This is pretty significant. We'll get into why here in a few minutes, but uh, it is quite significant that, that he wants to do that. Hey, Sharon. Hey, JR. Thanks for joining us live. Thank you. Yes, I love my hair too. Um, and then Lori's, uh, for Lori, this was a check-in on how she's doing in the hospital and Last week, there was a letter from the doctors treating her saying that they wanted a um, they wanted more time with her. Uh, but they didn't do it in the like official way. So then this hearing was supposed to be about that. So we are just waiting for that hearing to come up so that we can live stream it. And Katie will be joining me here momentarily so that we can uh, live stream whatever we'll get out of the courts and talk a little bit about what's happening. Because it does seem that some of the things that are happening here, especially on Chad's side of things, are pretty significant as far as um, what's going on with his legal strategy. So we'll talk about that when Katie gets here with us. Hey, Moonbeam. Hi, um, Vintage Moonbeam. <laughs> And Patricia, welcome all of you. I'm glad you like my hair. I like it too. I know it looks red. It's actually pink. It's it's magenta. Um, it'll get pinker the more times I wash it. But right now on, on video, I'm like, wow, it just looks red. That's weird. Um, I used to always have pink hair. I did that for many, many years. I grew my hair out completely a couple of years ago and decided not to dye it for a while. And just decided it was time to do it again. So I really like it. Hey, Danny. Oh, well, there you are. Hello. <laughs> I'm a hot mess, but I'm here. <laughs> well, that's all right. We're just glad you're here. Oh, man. I'm going to admit that hair is worse than I thought, but it's okay. It's, okay. it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. We. I was just talking a little bit with our chatters about why we're here and what's happening. Yeah. So pretty interesting stuff, and we're just waiting for the um, the uh, stream to go live on Judge, Judge Eden's uh, Facebook page, or uh, not Facebook page, YouTube, YouTube channel. And so we'll just keep refreshing that and keep an eye on it. We know that the uh, hearing for Chad is another one of those freaking closed-door hearings. Getting pretty tired of those. So we don't know. There should be at least some outcome from that. Mm-hmm. And then we'll hear what they're requesting for Lori, I think. Yeah. Hey, language of horses, cat. <laughs> they don't mind that your hair looks funny. It's all right. Now, this is actually, 
Judge Boyce. Oh, this is Judge Boyce? Yeah. Oh, hell. Well, I'm on. Let me get the right. Okay. He still doesn't have anything up either. Okay. We have we have two judges involved in this case, and so it's confusing because we never are sure. Sometimes we're not sure which judge this hearing is going to be. Mm-hmm. When you said Edens, I thought, wait, oh, hold on. Yeah, that's I went right. And found the order. That's and right. It's boys because this is the district court stuff. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've got boys. I've got boys up. Okay. Have we heard any word from people who know Chad and or Lori? Not really directly. Um, we do know that Lori is most definitely not in the Madison County Jail, as is yeah. rumor being spread by a lot of uh, YouTubers out there. Um, we do know that from direct sources, that mm-hmm. she is most certainly in a hospital and not in the jail. Yeah. We don't really know what's going on with Chad. Well, I mean, let's should we give him our, our prediction here? Well, yeah, because Chad... So, of course, we had the, you know, the uh, little shit show with his kids on 48 Hours last week, right. you know, which was obviously just a ploy from the defense to to cast some 100%. doubt, you know, and yeah, yeah. Re- reframe the story. But uh, now, today, Justin Lum just reported that uh, John Pryor has filed some additional documents uh, asking to sever the joinder. Yes. Yeah, it and, and we expected this was coming. Mm-hmm. But we do feel that this is all steps being taken to prepare for him flipping on her. Mm-hmm. We really do think he is going to turn on her. Yes, Moonbeam, we, re- we do. We think she, he's going to turn on her and take a plea. You know, I feel like I'm surprised it didn't happen already, too. But I do feel that they were waiting Um for the decision about whether or not they were going to seek the death penalty in Chad's case. Yeah. And that did come out, you know, in August that yes, in fact they are. Mm -hmm. So I feel like now is the time. The other thing is due to COVID, all jury trials are suspended again in Idaho. So there's no way a November trial is happening. We kind of already knew that, but now, yeah. you know, it's definitely not happening because Idaho is um, spiking. So, right. Oh, yeah. Idaho is a hotbed of COVID. And yeah. Our hospitals are packed, begging people to. Oh, I you did know. read today that they've actually, in the Boise area, there is another surge of another kind going on, and that is syphilis. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Yeah. Well, great. I don't see how either yeah, of them have any chance of COVID and syphilis, but you know, <laughs> right? COVID and syphilis. Yeah, let's hard pass on that. Um, Tara, I agree. You know, but but by taking a plea, uh, they're likely to avoid the death penalty, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's what's going to happen here. And these oh. are steps being taken um, on Chad's side to prepare for that. I, I really, I will be stunned if either one of them go to actual trial. I just don't think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. No. I feel like there's going to be pleas long before that actually happens. If they have any decent representation, which we know Lori does now, and Pryor is, eh, you know, they've got to know 
what kind of they they, they have the um the uh, grand jury information now right so they have got to know mm-hmm. um what they have against them and it's a lot oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. if they take a plea the the plea will be to, to avoid the the death penalty for sure uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would be easier on the victims and the families for sure. And, you know, I just kind of always go back to the Woodcocks because they have been so prolific in this case, you know, and and so hurt by this case. And every time you see them, every time they end up traveling again, it has been so hard, particularly on the grandpa. Yes, he just looks older and older every time they have to come here. Yeah. Welcome, Cindy. Lori's attorneys are uh, still Mark Means and a public defender that's certified in uh, capital cases here in Idaho by the name of Jim Archibald. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, well known in our community. Very, very good attorney. It's it's a good thing to make sure that this sticks. Yeah. Lori. Uh, evaluated. Yeah, yeah. In fact, that's what this hearing today is about. Last week, uh, the judge indicated that he had received a letter from her doctors at the state's mental hospital, indicating that they felt like they needed more time with her to get her spiffed up and ready for court. Mm -hmm. So this will likely be a 180-day stay if they grant that. But the judge said, okay, let's, uh," he wanted them to file the proper paperwork, you know, so that he could really take an adequate look at it. So that's what today is actually about. Yeah. Okay. So there... Um, voices YouTube is live so I'm gonna hit play on that can you hear Katie I have no sound okay I think I did that wrong so I'm gonna just remove it and then start it again do you have sound now mm-hmm Okay, let me do it again. The CR twenty-two twenty-one sixteen twenty. There we go. There we go. Ori Vallow. In that case, we had a hearing last week on August 30th relating to the commitment order that was issued by the court. We continued that to today and I extended temporarily the commitment order awaiting a progress report from Department of Health and Welfare relating to the uh, current competency of or not competency of the defendant, Ms. Vallow. The court has since received a progress report dated September 1st and reviewed that. So let me just verify first, Mr. Means, have you had an opportunity to receive and review the progress report? I have, Your Honor. All right. And Mr. Archibald, have you seen that as well? Yes. All right. I'll ask a representative from the state then over wants to respond. Has the state also received the progress report? We have, Your Honor. Very well. Uh, The court's considered the progress report in this case. Uh, It's... At this status conference, I think uh, just a determination for the court to uh, indicate whether or not the commitment order would be continued 
based on the progress report the court has received and the information from the Department of Health and Welfare, the court does find and determine at this time that pursuant to Idaho Code 18.212, the defendant, Ms. Vallow, is still not competent to proceed with the proceedings in this case. So this case will be stayed pursuant to statute for an additional 180 days. And during that time period, then, if another progress report comes in indicating restoration to competency, then we'll schedule a hearing sooner. If not, then we will set another status conference at 180 days to again review the progress of whether or not Ms. Vallow would be deemed competent to proceed with trial. So I'll be entering an order to that effect, which will effectively stay that case then for that additional 180-day time frame. So that will be the order on that. Any questions on that order, Mr. Means or Mr. Archibald? No, Your Honor. No, Your Honor. All right. Mr. Wood, Ms. Smith, or Ms. Blake, any questions on the court's order regarding the 18-212 proceedings? No. All right. Thanks, counsel. We'll get that order entered in the case then. There's a few other issues I wanted to bring up on the record then relating to Mr. Daybell's case, who again is here present with counsel. We have a trial in the case scheduled for November 8th, so two months from today. In the intervening time period, we've got some motions that would be heard. We've got a change of venue motion scheduled October 5th and 6th. There's also just been filed a motion for severance. And further, the grand jury transcripts are, as I understand it, almost completed but not yet completed and submitted to counsel, which are necessary for review by the defense as well as the state in order to go forward. Those are not done. And so given all those circumstances, counsel, I know we've discussed this previously informally, but it would appear to me one other important point I guess I'll bring up. There was a waiver of speedy trial filed by Mr. Daybell on August 20th. And so given all those considerations, it would appear to me that really it would be impractical to try to commence this case two months from today on November 8th. I understand there may also be some discovery issues that are not yet completed. So the court really on its own motion feels like it's probably appropriate to continue this trial. And so that's where I think we're headed. But before I go ahead and make that final decision, I'll just ask first from the state, is there any objection to us vacating and rescheduling the trial in this case to allow for additional motion hearing? There is not an objection, Your Honor. All right. Mr. Pryor, have you spoken to your client about the possible continuance of the trial in this case? Judge, I've discussed and done my due diligence. There's no objection. Okay. Without any objection, then that's just the reality of where we are in this process. I know there's a large amount of discovery and other probably significant motions that need to be heard. So the court is going to vacate the trial currently scheduled for November 8th. What I'd like to do is get one more trial date scheduled that would be the date that will stick. In order to get a date that we know is going to work and we can stick with, I think it's going to be necessary for us to set a scheduling conference after the change of venue motion. Because depending on if venue has changed or not, that could have an effect on our scheduling. So 
uh, I will reach out to council and we'll set up a scheduling conference sometime uh, after the October 5th and 6th change of venue hearing and we'll get the matter reset for trial after that motion's been determined. So that'll be the ruling on the current trial setting. Any questions on that, um, Mr. Pryor? No questions, Your Honor. Any questions from the state on that regarding the trial setting? No, Your Honor. No, Your Honor. All right, thanks, Council. So related to that then, uh, Mr. Pryor, you filed a renewed motion to extend time under 12B for motions to be filed and heard. Um, the state filed a response basically indicating no objection if the trial were to be moved. Since the trial has been moved then, uh, I think the motion is well-founded and without objection from the state, then the court will grant your motion to extend time for 12B6 motions to be filed and heard in the case. Um, the deadline on that will not be scheduled until we get our trial setting and then we'll look at setting a time frame on the 12B6 cutoff once trial scheduled. So I'll enter an order granting your motion to extend time on that. Thank you, Your Honor. <laughs> all right, I think that pretty much covers all we needed to go through on the hearings for today on the record. Is that correct, counsel? Was there anything else we discussed that we need to bring up, Mr. Wood? I, I don't believe so, Your Honor. I think that's it. All right, uh, Mr. Means or Mr. Pryor, Mr. Archibald, anything else from the defense on the record today? I don't think so, Your Honor. I don't believe so, Judge. Okay, thanks, counsel. We'll go ahead and go off the record then at this time. And I All right. And there you have it. There you have it. So we, we knew that trial was going to get rescheduled. That was the judge didn't even mention that um, jury trials are suspended right now due to COVID. Right. Um, so they couldn't have done it anyway. No, no. So and no, nobody's ready at all. No, nobody's ready. A lot of things are still in play. I can't believe we still have not seen the change of venue hearing. Like this has been filed for like, between the this two. whole year yeah you know yeah it's so crazy but so, I guess they're just waiting until they get closer to the trial I don't know yeah so my money's on probably April of 2022 yeah. I'll bet we're April May I bet yeah I, the thing is I just don't think any of it's gonna matter because when they get their severance because he filed for severance but they didn't rule on it today mm-hmm. so I want to see when that's gonna happen mm-hmm. yeah now 180 days would be March. So for Miss Lori, so it's possible that she could be uh, spiffed up and ready to go by then. But if there's a severance, that might not matter anyway. Yeah, her yeah, trial is going to be separate. There's so much in the air right now. There really is. Yeah. There really is. But that's interesting that they need another 180 days with her. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have heard some rumors about her diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And what um uh, what we've heard is that she's diagnosed with adult onset or late onset schizoaffective disorder uh-huh. and i did speak with a mental health professional about this who did indicate that that is very possibly a correct diagnosis for her uh-huh. and uh yeah so yeah we'll see i mean that's pretty serious because actually schizoaffective disorder is 
it's a form of schizophrenia. Right. Um, that is much more, it's more, people with um, schizoaffective disorder don't fall so much on the side of hallucinations as they do delusional thinking. Which we know there's a huge amount of that going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it Tara. That doesn't mean that she can't be spiffed up and ready to go to court. That no, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't. Calling for some, probably a uh, a lot of attempts at medication to figure out what's yes. going to work. What's gonna the only the only treatment reality. for that is medication. I mean, she can have some counseling, of course. However, you can't treat a, a psychotic disorder like schizoaffective disorder without antipsychotic medication. Yeah. That's just the bottom line. That's, that's how it is treated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the October dates, Tara, they are to determine change of venue. So, so essentially this uh, trial should happen in Fremont County, Idaho, mm-hmm. uh, which is a very small place. And yeah. The prosecution, or sorry, the defense has for well quite a very long time now mm-hmm. uh, been protesting that, that there's no way they could get a fair trial here because, uh, you know, here being where we live, because uh, they are too, uh, you know, there's the, too many people know about this. You know, there's too many opinions. There's been too much press, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever have you, you know. But basically, I mean, the prosecution's kind of going, well, t- this is a national case. This has been covered on every international. Yeah. Right. It's been covered on every news station. I mean, my God, there's already been a movie made about it. You know, it's not going to matter where we move it, but of course they would like to, but you know, on top of that prior and means would love to see this case moved to the Boise area because that's where they live. Right. I don't know if you know that, but prior was with Chad today. Yeah. Which so he, he was in San five hours to be here today to be with him, which I think is interesting. He's doing business up here. He must be, mm-hmm. you know, he must, you know, well, we know he just filed some stuff yesterday with the court, but like yeah, he's in there's... town to do some work here on this case because there's no imagine. reason for him to be here for a 20 minute status conference. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll see. Yeah, Archibald won't love it for sure because he's local. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is most likely that it will head to Ada County because Ada is the biggest, you know, by population, biggest county in the state. And it's also where the biggest city is. And so chances are good it'll go there. But we don't know. Yep. Um. Yeah, so I why what is it with Chad and Pryor? Well, they both say like this. Right. <laughs> they both have resting toad face. They look like they're doing it on purpose. It right. cracks they me look up. The same. They do. It's so weird. They both have that kind and I of course I have it too, that jowly face. But the way that they sit with that mm-hmm. you know, frowny looking face, I'm like, Yeah. Okay, <laughs> whatever. I'm a little, uh, it's interesting to see Mark Means so uh, neutered, you know, he's definitely slowed way down. We haven't seen a thing filed from him after, well, the last nonsense, but. Uh, Maybe they were dad and son in a previous life, Tara (laughs) says. Good one. Well, they probably were, and they were probably like a, a, you know, a level 16.5 dark or. Something, something. Yeah. Um. (laughs) 
That's really funny. No. That's really funny. Well, you know, so much more to happen here. This is, yeah. but I, I agree with you, Katie, that they're moving toward flipping on her and taking a plea. I really feel like that's coming. They want to sever the cases. You know, they want to go through all this stuff and make that happen. And yeah, means means has been silent on Twitter. You guys yeah. he's not said a thing about this case. He's been silent everywhere. He's not filing all of his nonsense. I, mean, I would expect that Jim Archibald got him by the collar and held him up against a wall and said, shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine what Archibald must think of means? Oh, all God. this stupid crap that he has done and said. And you know, he's been following this case since day one, like everyone else has. Right. And he's local. probably just been dumbfounded at the stuff that he has seen come out of means up to this yeah. point. No way. When will he take a plea? Well, after they've they've got to sever the cases first. Yep. And oh. that's that's not even there isn't even a date set for that yet. Yep. The next hearings coming up are in October. It might not even be till the first of the year. Right. It could easily be. But I I really do feel that's where they're headed here. Mm-hmm. Lori just doesn't want to face reality. You know. Sure, there's yeah. a portion of that going on. Yeah. Rhonda and I were talking about that today when we were having lunch about like yeah. if she comes back to reality and lets go of this delusion, she then has to admit to herself that she has allegedly participated in the murders of her own children. Mm-hmm. Will she be able to come back from that? Would anybody be able to come back from that? You know? Yeah. Um, if, if they flip, would he not still have to be tried for his wife? Well, maybe. But, you know, they're both. There's their conspiracy charges on the on Tammy's murder as well. So they are both charged. Mm-hmm. But he could, I do he could take so. a plea there. He he atten- potentially could. I kind of feel like if he's able to roll on the kids, roll them off to Lori, he will still be accountable for Tammy. And he may. There's a lot of ways this could go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. His his energy seems like there's no empathy towards Lori. It is very true. Yeah. His it, energy seems like there's no empathy towards anyone. You know, no. he's as self-assured as could be. Yeah. I, I think we're just seeing who he really is. Yep. And I imagine that's tremendously painful for his children. Yeah. I just, I still have a lot of empathy for them because I don't, what do you do in a situation like this? What are you, you know, and there's going to be expectation of loyalty to him and helping with his defense. And mm-hmm. I mean, Emma still lives in his house, which is the grossest thing I can possibly think of. I can't imagine. imagine. I can't imagine living there. I, hey, Lydia, thanks for stopping by. The other day, and they've got a couple of calves out in that pasture now. Uh, like that's how disconnected from reality they are Mm -hmm. you know why are they why do they even still live here honestly if this were me i would move away Mm -hmm. even just like to pocatello or you know even not not super far away but not in the same town that this all went down everybody knows who they are i can't fathom living in a home where there were murdered children buried in the backyard and particularly the way Tylee was dismembered and burned in that soil. She's there forever. It's just, it's too macabre for me. Uh, Besides the fact that their dad's a, you know, 
charged with it and all of the well, other things. That's it's where their mother crazy. died and was yeah. potentially murdered. And and is it is there some peace for Emma in living there where her mother died? That she feels closer to her there? I mean, that maybe was there is not necessarily Emma's childhood home. They've only lived there for a few years, you know. Right. But uh five years, I think. But at any rate, uh still I don't know. I don't understand uh the line of reasoning, but is there any reasoning in this? I mean, that's kind of where I go back to. No. You, you can't really apply any reason to this uh, whole situation because there isn't any. No, there's not. There's not. But yeah, I, I definitely can't imagine living in the house. No, me neither. No. I mean, they took the the 48 hours interview where Emma took him back there where the children were buried mm-hmm. and was showing them. And he asked her about it. And she's like, yeah, I just don't come back here. I'm like, Oh, that would not be good enough for me. No, me neither. Well, particularly because this is the corner of a block. So you have to drive past that daily as you're coming in and out of your yard, as you're going to town and places like you can't avoid that in any way, any more than anybody else that lives out there can avoid that. Right. I've thought a lot about the neighbors and kids in the neighborhood that have probably heard so many scary things. And how it must feel for everybody, because I don't live in that neighborhood, but somehow find myself out there frequently for whatever reason, you know, and every time we drive past there, it's just a, a punch to the gut, you know, Yeah. I can't imagine what it must feel like for the people who live there, no. knowing what happened there, what was found there. I mean, that's the horror that never ends, you know, it is. Emma has one child. Yeah, she has a yeah. little one. She has a son. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yikes. Well, mm-hmm. I guess it's one step. You know, we know Lori's got another 180 days in the hospital. Yep. And we know that Chad is working his way toward separating his case from his wife's. Mm-hmm. And that's I, significant. Yeah. yeah. And that will have a huge impact on Lori also. Like she may have another real, she may backslide like crazy finding that out Mm -hmm. because she's always said he was going to save her. And yeah, he, he's, he's not, he's not going to save her. He's going to try. I mean, here's the thing. Even if Chad takes a plea, Chad is still going away forever. The plea will just take the death penalty off the table. Chad is never getting out of prison. No. There's way too much stacked against him and there's way too much evidence against him for right. that to ever happen. And our prosecutorial team, I have a lot of faith in them. Rob mm-hmm. Wood. I do too. And, and Lindsay Blake. And Lindsay Blake and the prosecutor Smith. Yeah. They are savvy, smart bunch, and they're not going to allow a plea that isn't absolutely no. sufficient to keep him behind bars. Yeah. I will say uh, today when they announced that Lori was going to be held for another 180 days in the hospital, and of course he asked if anybody uh, had any objection to that or whatever, I thought Wood looked as disgusted as I have seen him in this case. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's not sure that this is real. Yeah. And it's possible. You know, Rhonda said that today. She's like, do you think this was the plan all along? That he would flip on her to get a lower, a smaller sentence and that she would be 
too mentally ill to go to trial? Like maybe they planned this ahead of time that this is how they would play it. I don't think so. I, I don't like either, but they haven't done smart things all along. I mean, for God's sakes, they buried the kids on Chad's property. Yeah. You know, not smart. They haven't done smart things all along. They've done arrogant things. Yeah. Because true. they believed that they would not be held accountable for this stuff. You yeah. know, I wonder, and, and follow me here if you can. I still really wonder if Lori still believes that the second coming of Christ will come and that will, that she'll be free. That she, they'll you know? be saved by that. Mm-hmm. I really do wonder if that's kind of still where her thought process is that she's just waiting this out because at yeah. some point, her, you know, her guy's coming and she's going to be fine and that's where this is at. Yeah. And I know that sounds, you know, I know what it sounds like, but I, I wonder if that's still where her thought process is. Mm-hmm. I, I think you're right. I mean, that's, and honestly, when you're that delusional, it it's easier to hang on to stuff like that than it is to admit to yourself what you've done. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, that's a tremendously challenging thing mm-hmm. on her end is that if she, you know, admits that she's back to reality, she has to admit to herself at least what she's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would be really weird having your child there where other children were buried. I agree. I think it'd be weird having your child there where his grandma died. Right. Well, and also, I think I would be still pretty terrified about the fact that my kid had been around this person who had the capacity to murder children. But, you know, I guess that's just me. But I know. know, I know. I I hear that. Scares me. You know, and and we know that Emma uh, is a school teacher and. A lot of people were like, I will not have my kid in her class. She's an elementary school teacher. And as she is defending her dad, a lot of people in this area went, Mm-mm, she won't be teaching my child because she mm-hmm. doesn't respect the lives of children, you know? Right. And you'd notice that in the uh, 48 hours uh, interview, the older son said exactly one thing in the whole yeah. thing. And what he said was, we don't want to come across as though we don't care or that we're lacking empathy. We care very much about the deaths of these kids. Yeah. He's a middle school teacher here in Rexburg. Yeah, he is. He was preserving his job. He obviously needed to throw that out there and make sure it was heard that we do care about dead kids. I care about dead kids, you know, because. Well, and you know, Emma and Garth did most of the talking you know, the other kids, I guess Leah talked a little bit, but the other two boys hardly spoke at all mm-hmm. saying stuff like that. And I do really question, like, how supportive are they really? Okay. Right. Because they did not publicly they really say they were. Yeah. They were there, but they didn't say they were. Yeah. Will she it's take full responsibility? Full responsibility. No. No, I don't. No. She's still in that place of thinking she did the right thing because her kids were zombies, guys. Huh. I mean, that's what having a a psychotic disorder and being delusional, that's what that means. Believing something like that to actually be true. Mm -hmm. That's what it appears that they're still finding in the hospital with her. They wouldn't have kept her. Mm -hmm. Crazy stuff. Yes, it is. But it answers a few questions. It gets us a little bit further, you know, ahead Mm -hmm. here. 
you know, one of the big questions had been, was Chad going to, or was Pryor going to let the joiner stand? Clearly he's not. And also, uh, you know, that change of venue hearing is going to be fascinating because there's been a lot of water under the bridge with that. You guys might not know this or might not remember, but clear back in December, they, Means and Pryor had hired some firm of some sort to do a study right to decide if this area was fit to have the trial and immediately the prosecution uh came back with that and said that they weren't even qualified to do that kind yeah. of a study and we are totally you know object to this because you hired someone that doesn't even have the credentials to do this so well, they then, really may have actually been tainting the jury pool. Right. Is, um, is my impression. Locals in St. Anthony said a woman was walking around with a clipboard asking them questions about whether they had heard about this case or not. Yeah. So then, so that was the first firm that they hired. Then mm-hmm. in, what do you think? I don't know now, probably around February or March. Yeah, something like that. People around here started getting a phone call. Mm-hmm. from someone asking if they could do a survey mm-hmm. about uh, local cases. And uh, we got that call here at my house. We'll have to right. resurrect that at some point. We have the audio of it. Um, yeah. I made my daughter <laughs> put it on speakerphone so that I could record it because uh, I wanted to hear what it sounded like. And they actually had called me as well, and I didn't answer. I could kick myself in the face <laughs> for that one. But, you know. <laughs> you know, unavailable numbers. Anyway, yeah. basically he said, can I ask you about uh, any local cases in the area? And she said, yes. And then he asked her if uh, she could think of any cases in this area where more than one person was killed. And so it was kind of not leading, but also trying to be get to a specific place of going, well, yeah, the Daybell case, you know, mm-hmm. Um, and she kind of, my daughter kind of had fun with them. She didn't give him a very straight or honest answer, but at any rate, uh, she, but that's what it was. That's what it sounded like. But that was their second firm that uh, they had hired to try to prove that this area is just not uh, suitable for that. But again, the prosecution's still saying, are you going to find anywhere? I mean, this case is everywhere. Are you really going to find anywhere, even moving it to the other side of the state? But I will also tell you this, because my children are college students in the Boise area, and my son uh, is a criminal justice minor, and last year in a couple of his criminal justice classes, when he brought this case up, most of the kids in his class had no idea what he was talking yeah. about. His his uh, professors did, but other students in the class had not heard of this case. So is it possible that moving over to the Boise area makes more sense. I think that's probably true. It, it probably is. It's a much larger population. Yeah. And so and I know, you know that's just anecdotal. So, you know, the small number of people, but still it does mm-hmm. make me wonder. I mean, we want everything to be done correctly. We if definitely the change of venue is called for. We want it to happen. We want everything to be done right because by God, we never, ever, ever want a mistrial here. No, no. We do not. Uh, Tara, they could come to Colorado. Very few people know about it here. (laughs) Yeah, well, they can't leave the state, unfortunately. 
And it's not like there are a lot of places to go in Idaho. If you're looking for a larger jury pool, there's pretty much just the one area to go to. You're going to volunteer to be on the jury? Uh, me too. I want to be on the jury. What about Chad's diagnosis? Not official, but psychotic. Narcissists are not able to have it. I think he's a narcissist. I don't think he's psychotic. Yeah. No, I think he knows exactly what he's doing. Mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. I think he knows exactly what he's doing. Chad has scrambled to get himself onto a pedestal for years. Yeah. With all of the books, the speaking, the, you know, his first books were all about his near-death experiences or, or maybe some of his first books that got recognized so much. Right. Yeah. And people that knew him like closely were very surprised to hear that he'd had near-death experiences because they didn't know that. And I'm talking his family members. Yeah. And what, but he had been talking to other people like Julie Rowe, who had been writing about their near-death experiences. And suddenly Chad's had two yeah. and writes books about them and is touring around talking about them. And he's been fighting himself onto a pedestal for 10 years. Yes. Then he found Lori, who exalted him, yeah. who absolutely insisted that he was a god her god you know essentially right. and hi trish thank you has, yeah i like it too my god he's loved every second of this you know yeah he, he has him every bit of the fodder for, fodder for his ego that he's been looking for every right. bit and he's still in control of this in some ways you guys and that's what makes me sick mm -hmm. he's gonna flip on her and still be able to control the situation i mean it's not that he's not going to prison because he's going to prison yeah. but he'll still be able to flip on her, you know, and it's just, yeah. ugh. Yeah. Hey, Rogue House, welcome. Yeah. Well, I think that really is everything we have for right now. Yeah. We will be back tonight at 7 p.m. Mountain for the case, the Wednesday night case update. Uh -huh. And so obviously we've updated this case, but we have some other case updates to share with you. Yeah, a little movement on the Maxwell case. Actually, something yeah. really interesting going down on the Maxwell case. Awesome. Yeah. 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 And on and on our funeral home case from this week. We Ooh. have some updates on it, too. If you, have, if you have not watched the funeral home case, you should probably do it this afternoon because we're going to further blow your mind this evening. Yes, we are. Yeah. So we really appreciate all of you being here with us. Yeah. And you know it. We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Thanks for being here. Take care.